Hey guys, welcome to Liturgy of the Word. It is the first Thursday uh, of Lent. Uh, my name is Rick Messina, and let's begin. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. This Lenten season, let's remember our baptismal identity, that we are adopted children of the Father. And let's seek him in all that we do. And may we begin by asking him for his mercy. The Lord be with you. You raise us to new life, Lord, have mercy. You forgave us our sins, Christ, have mercy. You feed us with your body and blood, Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Bestow on us, we pray, O Lord, a spirit of always pondering on what is right and of hastening to carry it out. And since without you we cannot exist, may we be enabled to live according to your will. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Esther. Queen Esther, seized with mortal anguish, had recourse to the Lord. She lay prostrate upon the ground, together with her handmaids, from morning until evening, and said, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob, blessed are you. Help me, who, are, who am alone and have no help but you, for I am taking my life in my hand. As a child, I used to hear from the books of my forefathers that you, O Lord, always free from those who are pleasing to you. Now help me, who am alone and have no one but you, O Lord my God. And now come to help me, an orphan, put in my mouth persuasive words in the presence of the lion, and turn his heart to hatred for our enemy, so that he and those who are in league with him may perish. Save us from the hand of our enemies. I turn our mourning into gladness and our sorrows into wholeness. The Word of the Lord. Give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart. 
for you have heard the words of my mouth. In the presence of the angels I will sing your praise. I will worship at your holy temple, give thanks to your name. of your kindness and your truth, for you have made great above all things your name and your promise. When I called, you answered me, you built up strength within me. saves me. The Lord will complete what he has done for me. Your kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your hands. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which one of you would hand his son a stone when he asked for a loaf of bread? Or a snake when he asked for a fish? If you then, who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So this sermon <clears throat> is about asking, man, sorry my voice is scratchy. I wish I had some water right now. That'd be great. Wow, there's water falling. Hallelujah, be praised. Water falling from the heavens. Thank you, Lord. I could use that. So this, this, is, uh, this is a sermon, Jesus bringing the Sermon on the Mount to a conclusion. And it's a gospel teaching about prayer, Christian life, 
and about asking. Thank you, Lord. But it, he's teaching us that our faith doesn't run on autopilot. Like We need to be engaged, intentional, hands-on. And this is done through prayer and through his word, through sacred scripture. And it's about actively asking, seeking, and being persistent. However, the context of the message is important. We're not asking for whatever we want, right? Wouldn't that be nice? I heard it said once that God is not our divine bellhop that brings us whatever we want, whenever we want it. It doesn't work that way. We are to align our mindset with his. And that's a good thing. It means think big. We can't contain God, right? So we think big like God and ask him for big things. His will is aligned to our calling in life. And it gives us our identity of who we are through our baptism. And Lent is the perfect time to remember our baptism, to remember our identity that we are sons and daughters of God, that we are his beloved and that he delights in us. To remember that our God is an amazing God that will do almost anything out of love for us. And all we have to do is just ask. And Jesus is pretty direct here when he says that. Uh, We have the ability to go directly to God in prayer and ask for whatever we want. And we can have the confidence that he'll hear our prayers and the trust that he will answer them. The only condition, again, is that we, we, we are not to be the focus of that prayer. And often I ask God, you know, what I should do or what does he want me to do? But it's a shift of mindset to ask, what are you going to do, God? We can ask and we can pray. But after making our requests known, we can then sit, rest in his presence and to see what he does and be surprised. Because when we seek his will, Although we are sinners, he gives us good gifts, just like a parent gives good gifts to a child. And these good gifts that God is going to bestow upon us are things like like righteousness and sincerity and purity, wisdom and humility. His will for us is to grow in these types of qualities. And that's really the things that make up of like like the essence of who we are. You know, and it doesn't mean that we can't ask for uh, practical needs like like, please, for the love, with my closet in my house, my front closet, stop rain, stop leaking every time it rains. We just put a new roof on, and every time it rains, it leaks. Like, in a, for the love, that please stop happening. It doesn't mean we can't pray for others, for the lonely, for the sick, for the, the homeless, or small personal desires, day-to-day things that are, that are bothering you. It's just that, and that's not selfish to pray for those. Those are all good. We're just not to focus on them. Our focus is to be on something higher. Because the standards of God are higher than that. They are infinite and unmeasurable. So think big with your ask. Think big. Seek and you will find. Ask and it will be given to you. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Our unbelievable God wants to shower us with unbelievable blessings. Just ask him. There's more water. God, you are amazing. I didn't even ask that time. That's uh, that's amazing. Logan, that's probably good. You're going to hurt somebody over there. This passage, <laughs> moving on, this passage ends with what is often referred to as the golden rule. Uh, to treat others as you would want them to treat you. Um, and this is a universal teaching across uh, history, many cultures. It's, it's like a form of natural law that was written on our hearts from the beginning of time. But all the the ancient forms of it are always in the negative. Like, like don't do to others what you don't want done to you. 
I think that's a double negative. I'm not sure. Don't do to others what you don't want done to you. And that version of the rule can, it can literally be satisfied by doing nothing and you satisfy that rule. But the, the simple flip, the simple but drastic difference is Jesus puts it into positive. He asks us to do something positive for others. It's a higher calling. It's more demanding, right? We, we have a duty that we must demonstrate then in our lives. We can't just do nothing. We actually have to do something. So not only are we always to seek out what is according to his will, but we are called to action and to actively treat others in love, how we would want to be treated. And sometimes that means going out of our way. Sometimes that means being inconvenienced a bit to help somebody. And this message is meant to be functional, right? It's, it's meant to, it's something that we should act upon, knowing that God gives us exactly what we need, when we need it, and he equips us to be his hands and feet in the world and to love others as we want to be loved. And to love others in this way fulfills, uh, he ends the gospel with saying, this fulfills the law, both the law of Moses and the prophets, and it brings to life the love of the cross. It This is, this gospel is a perfect summary of the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and we must never be content in our spirituality. Our, our standard is too high. We are called to love others like God loves us, to forgive others like God forgives us, to serve others like God serves us. And this is impossible without God. It's really, it's impossible in this lifetime. But if we ask, if we ask God, continuously transform our lives so that we can love others as we want to be loved. One day when we stand before God and he asks, he asks us, what, what did you do with the life that I gave you? The first words out of your mouth will be, what an adventure. And I, I can only imagine the smile that will be on God's face. So this Lenten season, let's remember our baptism. When God chose to come and dwell in you and share his life in you and give you new life in his son, Jesus. Being that you are beloved son of God, my question's for you. When was the last time you asked for something that would truly change your life? I mean, life-altering magnitude, a game-changer request, a change-the-whole-course-of-your-life type ask. And number two, what are you asking God this Lent? Thank you for joining us. God bless you.